This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. One of my favorite places on earth is Yellowstone National Park. My first visit to the park was <laughs> 50 years ago in, Hello. in 1968. I know it. And I do have a vivid memory. I'll never forget, my dad got out to take a photo of a black bear. Now, this was in June, and, and I don't think some of the bears had been out of hibernation that long. And this is back in the day when you just saw bears all over the place, and they were used to feeding you know, on garbage and what people would, would throw out of their cars. Well, my dad gets out, takes a picture of this black bear, and the black bear began to follow him. And then, you know, my dad started moving along. Are you sure a, it was a black bear? It, I, yes, it was, because we've got the photo of it. Wow. So my dad starts, uh, you know, walking fast. The bear starts walking fast. My dad started sprinting to the car, and so did the bear. Well, my brothers and I panicked, and we actually locked the doors in no the car. Way. Yeah. No way! Yeah, that's right. My dad had like a 64 Chevy... I forget what it was, but <laughs> thankfully, my mom unlocked his door, and he got inside in the nick of time before the bear's paw hit the window. No and, way. Yeah. I have never heard you no. tell that story. Well, and I think it was just looking for food. It was used to, hey, here's a tourist. We're going to get food. Well, I think what I learned <laughs> oh that day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What I learned that day, although it didn't dawn on me until later, is that Yellowstone National Park is as dangerous as it is beautiful. In fact, it's more dangerous and wild than it looks, and it has a lot of ways to hurt you or kill you if you don't respect it. And so we, as uh, even though this is a fly fishing podcast, uh, occasionally we uh, branch out, talk about the great outdoors in general, and that's what we're going to do today. Uh, whether you're a fly fisher or a hiker or a camper or simply a sightseer, we want to help you make your experience a great one, uh, safe for you and safe for uh, Yellowstone Park itself. Yes, in fact, in 2017, there were over 4 million visitors a year. Yeah, that's amazing. That's just a lot of people. <laughs> wow, it's like the whole city of Chicago going there. Huh? Yeah, that's Ooh, crazy. Man. That is crazy. Wow. I, When you and I were just there recently and seeing all of them pa packed into Mammoth Hot Springs, all the campers, Yeah, I don't know, I thought, eh, meh, I'm... That's probably not what I would like to do. It just feels like you're going back to the suburbs. Yes, that's right. You're in the suburbs, only you have sagebrush and uh, and bull elk, you know, running through exactly. the campground. You hear so. the hear the whistle of the bugling oh, elk. Oh man! All right. Yeah. So here are our ten things, our list of ten top things not to do in Yellowstone uh, National Park, and, and we're serious about these. It's uh, they're easy to overlook, but. Uh, if you're visiting with your family, uh, you're going on a fly fishing trip, whatever, uh, uh, here's our list of 10. So the first is don't take your eyes off the road while driving. Now, I know this may seem patently obvious, <laughs> but just recently when we were out there just a week or two ago, coming back from Mammoth Hot Springs to Gardner, so it's only a few miles, the... Uh, the Gardner River runs not sometimes runs right alongside of it, but then it starts yeah. to branch mm -hmm. off. But there's one hairpin turn, you come around one hairpin turn, and then there is just there's just a drop off. Yeah. And yeah. 
and it's not like it's a you know ten thousand foot drop off, but if you went over the top there, you'd be toast. Yeah, roll your vehicle. You would you'd, roll you'd it immediately. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so the shoulders are sometimes minimal, and the drop offs <laughs> are immediate. Yeah, yeah, they really. And in are. fact, two weeks ago or whenever it was, we were out there. You know, we saw that wrecker. Remember that pulling yeah, up yeah. a Jeep mm-hmm. Wrangler from the yep. embankment? Yep, that's I'm, right. I wonder. I was surprised that he didn't roll that thing. I know. Well, some of those Wranglers are have a high center of gravity. Who knows? Maybe he did. Maybe they, he did. They got yeah. the thing over somehow, and they were yeah, they were just about to winch it out. But uh, man, so don't scary. take your eyes off the road while driving. Mm-hmm. I know you might be looking at an elk or a, a deer mm-hmm. or even a bear, but yeah. my goodness, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's there's uh, dumb ways to die, and that's one of them. Yeah, there really are. So here's number two: don't play with fire. A couple things there. Don't shoot off fireworks. That's not legal in the park. Or don't let your campfire get out of control. You know, there's something else I remember from 1968. And I think I can share this because uh, my dad has uh, passed away a few years ago. And and I'm sure the statute of limitations has run out. But and you are too young. Yeah, right? that's right. But 1968, we're sitting around a campfire. I mean, I'm six and a half or something, and I remember my dad shooting off bottle rockets as we're sitting in our in our campground. I think we were at uh, Madison Campground, and there was no fire danger. It's June, but uh, a few minutes later, we see these rangers come walking through the trees with flashlights, <laughs> and my dad said, "Oh, I." I guess I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 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 did they catch him? Did they did they bust him? Oh no, no, because they didn't know. You know, they didn't know where it came from. We just sat there. And you quietly didn't tell by them. Our fire. You didn't confess. That's no, not at all. We wouldn't go running up. <laughs> I should have yelled, out, "Hey, I'm sorry. That was my dad." <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but probably great. the more obvious one is is campfires, and always have to be careful. You know, a couple weeks ago when we were in the park, we were driving from uh, Bozeman down to or, or up to West Yellowstone. And, and remember, we were going through that little section of the park on, on uh, Route 191. And just across, the, just across from the Fan Creek Trailhead, there was a, there was a fire, and it was pretty well out. You know, on there was we, a couple the trees down. that were glowing. Right. But on the way back, remember how the wind yeah. had, had uh, whipped that thing up? And there were firefighters in there, and I was just thankful the road was uh, open. There were some trees with flames licking, yeah. up, the, mm-hmm. uh, licking up the tree. I mean, it was it had really blown. I wouldn't say it was out of control, but it had flared first. Yeah, sure. right. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it really did. And that's another thing, too. Some years you're in the park, and if you're there during fire season, I'll never forget the fires of of 1988 when we lived, uh, well, we lived in Helena, but my folks lived in Paradise Valley, about 35 miles north of, of the park. And I, I remember a few times driving in the park, and, you know, there, there are people fishing, and there's fires right behind them. And wow. you really have to be careful because, boy, they can just all of a sudden jump a road uh, without any warning. What was the smoke in like trouble. in Paradise Valley? Oh, it was it was awful. It's like we saw a blood moon for about six weeks that summer. Wow. Hmm. I'll never forget it. It was so eerie. So uh, make sure that you keep your eyes on the road while driving. Uh, don't play with fire. What else? The third is don't feed the animals. Now, you would think that this, again, some of these seem to be patently obvious yeah because there's signs all over the place but i do think you need to say it because yeah. when we were just there <laughs> we 
we were we had just gotten off the trail from uh, at Tower Fall and made the turn back to the highway to head up to Mammoth Hot oh, Springs yeah, and then yeah, Gardner. Remember right. that? Oh my goodness! Yes. <laughs> and there was this lady holding out an apple to a mule deer doe. Yeah, it was about what. 15 20 feet away it was crazy yeah. so 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 what was she thinking i don't know i mean she had her camera it's like well you're pretty close just already take a picture yeah, yeah oh. that's right so, it it was just the most bizarre you're like what yeah oh I, know. I, I don't know i mean don't feed the bears don't feed the deer yeah right and it, don't feed the animals i mean that goes for rodents yeah. and, and coyotes oh, right yeah. i mean yep well, I remember Dave when in the in the early '90s, uh, maybe the mid '90s, when my folks lived uh, north of Yellowstone, about 35 miles. It was uh, it was June 25th. I know that because that's their wedding anniversary. Wow. And that's and my, a good memory. Yeah, my brothers and I were decided. Well, we're going to take my folks up to the park for a little anniversary dinner, and and uh, you know we'll grill some steaks and. And so we did that. You know, we knew by five or six, most of the tourists are gone. So we drive up through Mammoth and then headed up towards, uh, you know, we're heading down towards uh, Madison Junction. But we're we're somewhere along the, the Gibbon, I think. And we stop in this picnic area, and it's just nice. There's nobody there, and so we get at our grill and get out all the stuff. And as we're as we're eating, we we see this coyote who just keeps circling, you know, about 20 yards around our picnic table and. We all knew, okay, yeah, this guy's used to getting fed, and we didn't feed him, but, you know, we just had this nice, tranquil time. Well, then all of a sudden, into the picnic area, uh, we see this car at the far end, and it saw the coyote, and it just roared right over to where we were, and down comes the window, and out comes a camcorder. Well, <laughs> you know my brothers, they're, they're not uh, patient with no. tourists, so... All of a sudden, my brother Dave yells, Spot, you stupid dog, leave those people alone. And the camcorder disappeared in the window and up, and they drove out. And I thought, you know, you, you, they really did see great. a coyote, but uh, I guess they thought it was a family oh, dog. Both but... Mark and Dave, they're, oh. they're hilarious well, they in those to, moments. They used to stop to see who could create the biggest bear jam, and they would stop or a traffic jam they'd stop along the road and one would get out and point and i think their record was like eight cars I mean, it's kind of, it's terrible isn't oh, it that but, is uh, hilarious yeah oh yeah by gosh. the way yeah don't don't do that that's not safe if either. they did that today yeah. there'd be like 40 cars how busy the, i know the park it, is today i oh my know goodness. it's crazy so don't feed the animals and we have to say this don't chase or get too close to bears. I know that just seems obvious, but Dave, the only time I've ever yelled at anybody in the park was uh, uh, was again, it was a mom and her two kids who were were well. There was a bear jam. You know, we had stopped in traffic, and and I see a, a black bear and two cubs kind of loping along, and and they. You know, they, they go right by our car, and the next thing I know, about 40 yards behind is a mom with two kids running after the bears, and she had her camera, and oh my I goodness. and I actually hollered, I, I said, I said, stop, you know, that bear has cubs, and I'll never forget, you know, they looked at me like, who in the world do you think you are, you know, what kind of an arrogant person are you to 
Oh, well, what do Nature you do? Nature kind of takes care of these stupid people. Some, I'm, I'm oh, sorry, I shouldn't yeah. say stupid. You know, we always told no, our kids no, never say stupid. Yeah, but. and, and we've, we've done stupid things, too. We, oh, yeah, for we sure. We call each other stupid. Yeah, so. yeah that's for sure. But Try uh, not the, to be too harsh, but you're like, what? No, but I, I was actually worried for their safety because, yeah, it's a black bear, but when you have a bear with cubs, that's a whole different yeah, equation. Yeah, that's a different game. You know, and a few years ago when, well, it's more than a few, when we lived in, in the Bozeman area, we drove up to the park one day on, on Mother's Day uh, just for something to do for uh, my wife and so our kids we all piled in our minivan and drove through the park and we came to i could see this is a huge traffic jam and i i thought it, it's got to be a grizzly because if, if you spend enough time in the park you can tell can't you dave by the number of yeah, cars yeah, what animal sure. okay yeah, this is yeah, this yeah. is a cow elk this is probably a bull elk this is probably a a grizzly bear yeah this is yeah. 20 bison but this yeah. was definitely a, a bear well sure enough and I will never forget it to this day. Here's a here's a grizzly, and there are people out of their vehicles with cameras, forty yards. And there was a ranger there, and and I pulled up and and I looked at him, and I probably looked like the most astonished look on my face. And he he shrugged his shoulders it's you know, like, and shook his head, like, well, what am I? What are you gonna do? You know. Do you remember, it was probably four or five years ago, we were coming back from a day at Tower Fall again, and we uh, there were the grizzly bears right along the road, and the yes. cubs had climbed the tree. Yes, uh-huh. And they, yeah. had, they were only 40 or 50 yards off the road. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And at the time, you thought, no, that was a black bear. But then we looked at the pictures again later, and, and it had the hump in it. Oh, yeah, like, it oh yeah, no, that was grizzly. a grizzly bear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, those folks were... There, were, there was at least one camera person that was out of his car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and, you know, most times you, you might be okay, but, boy, all that has to happen is that grizzly gets provoked and uh, you know, somebody's going to be in a so world of hurt. They're so fast, oh, right? They can run as fast as a really horse, right? They really are fast. They really are. So the fifth one is another don't. Don't get too close to rutting elk. And... For those of you who don't know much about elk, uh, usually in September, uh, the bulls start to uh, surround the herd and start to, to uh, rut. And we were just out there, and we were right near the peak of it, right? Yeah. It's about the 15th, yep. 16th of September. Yep. It's their mating season. Their mating hormones season. are raging. And, and those, yeah. man, you and I heard, in fact, we were driving through Mammoth, yeah, and like literally... 10 yards 20 yards we were in our car but it was oh, in this yeah. little park area in mammoth and this bull threw his head back and whistled it was unbelievable oh, bugled it, is it was amazing unbe- unbelievable sound. just an amazing sound it was it really so is. piercing yep. it's a haunting even yeah it really is in fact sometimes in the morning i remember going in when we used to bow hunt and you know you'd hear a bugle which yeah, is kind of a combination it's kind of a shrill uh, whistle and it just you know it just echoes off some of those uh, peaks or some of those canyon walls. I mean it's it's a thrill. But you know there again people think oh you know I'm I'm sort of in a you know in a wildlife park kind of a petting zoo thing. And was it remember there was a video recently of somebody yeah, who yeah who got I don't know if they, I couldn't tell if they got punctured or not. But boy they were close to uh, getting it from a bull elk. It did knock him down. It did his, knock the oh, person man. down. But yeah. oh the, the time of those antlers could well, that uh, would just, run, it'd go right oh, through you man it would, it would run yeah. right through you. Very dangerous and 
So that that's just something you don't want to mess around with. I mean, usually elk are not going to, um, you know, come after you. But boy, in the rut, you get a bull whose hormones are raging, and yeah, yeah wow, look out, look out. So much of this is common sense, but it's interesting. And and without being judgmental, I do think that when you're in the moment and you're trying to get a picture, yeah, and if this is mm-hmm. like for you and me, elk are are common, right? We go out all the time and we've hunted yeah. them and. Mm-hmm. But for someone who's never seen, that's a pretty amazing thing. Yeah, and it sometimes is. you yeah. just lose that sense of judgment. Yeah, you really do, and especially if you see others out there and and you just assume, hey, th- this is going to be okay. I mean, nothing's going to happen next to a road, so. Yeah. But but it does. Yes, it, it does. can for sure. Well, still staying on the topic of uh, of animals, uh, number six: do not hike without bear spray. If you are going to do any hiking at all in, in Yellowstone, other than the little footpaths around Old Faithful or Fountain Paint Pots, I mean, you need to carry uh, bear spray. Bear spray is kind of like mace on steroids, and, and, and it can save people's lives. So I'll tell you a story about that in a moment. But uh, some people say, well, you know, I... I'd rather carry a 44 Magnum. Well, two problems with that. Number one, you can't do that in the Yellowstone Park. I mean, you can't, you can't shoot that. You, you do that, you're going to be in big trouble. But secondly, uh, if you have a bear on a friend or a family member, you, you can't sh- fire away with a 44 Magnum. Uh, when I lived in the Bozeman area, I used to bow hunt elk a lot. And one morning, a friend of mine was going to take me uh, I thought we were headed over to the crazy mountains in Wilsal, and then I realized, oh great, we're heading south up the, you know, up the, the Gallatin, and and we ended up in Taylor's Fork. Which, thank you, Dave. This is my friend, Dave. Uh, you know, the, not me. No, but the most grizzlies per capita of North America of, of any drainage. Yeah, and uh, we hunted that day, and we saw a lot of bear sign, and and I think maybe had one elk going but uh but that was it the the very next fall same weekend my friend took uh, a surgeon that was a friend of his out and they got attacked by a bear in fact his surgeon friend ended up with having a couple surgeries and the only thing that saved his life my my friend's bear spray got the bear off and uh, you know, if they hadn't had that, you know, who knows what would have happened. And again, even if you had a firearm, what are you going to do? You can't shoot a bear when uh, it's on top of your uh, friends. So, uh, boy, invest the, what is it now, about 40 bucks, I think. Yeah, 40 30, or 50 40 bucks. bucks. Yeah. There's an a, expiration date on yeah. it. Yeah. And... And we we just keep ours out in Bozeman with a with a family. Yeah, out you there can't that we fly know. with. You can't no. put it in your uh, luggage or carry yeah. it on. But uh, yeah, because uh, you know obviously it could explode. We have yeah. never, and you and I just need to do this. We planned to do it this year, but we didn't. We have this year. We had a can uh, a canister of spray that had actually expired, so we got some new ones. And we thought, you know, let's spend half hour and shoot these off somewhere in the national forest or someplace just to practice and see yeah. how it works. But we've never done that. No. Well, one of these days we will. problem and, is uh, taking time away from fishing. Yeah, that's exactly, that is exactly <laughs> the problem. It's also the yes. spray is so nasty that you oh, have to yeah. really take precautions or else it's on you for, yeah. for the rest oh, of the yeah. trip. It really is, for sure. And now we're going to take a break for a word about our sponsor. 
Steve, I made a huge, huge mistake the other day. Oh, no. What's that? I ran out of Dr. Squatch shampoo. Oh, that's not good. So I had only one choice, and that was to go up to the store and purchase typical men's shampoo. And the reason why is because I had to order Dr. Squatch shampoo. You order it. You can't find it at your local right. store. And so I use that shampoo and have been using it. I have to tell you, I've just been really disappointed and realized how much I miss Dr. Squatch shampoo. Oh, it is great stuff. When we first agreed to be to try the product to see if we would sponsor it, I, I didn't know. But I, I'm telling you, it is great stuff. I won't go back. I'll, I'll pay the extra that it costs, and, and I've, I've got to put in another order soon, and, and stuff's great. So we recommend that you go to DrSquatch.com, put in the promo code TWOGUYS, and receive 20% off your order, your first order. We recommend that you do it today. All right, we're back with some more things not to do in order to stay safe when you visit Yellowstone National Park. Our seventh is don't even think about getting a photo with a bison. And earlier this summer, a 59-year-old woman from California who was part of a tour group got within 10 yards of a bull bison who then charged her and injured her hip. I mean, again, with those horns, yeah. if oh, the right place, it would run yeah. run through you and you would be a goner, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. in, there were five bison in incidents in 2015. There was one in 2017 and two this year so in yeah. 2018 people are injured yep i mean people have even tried to put kids on <laughs> or buy bison it's unbelievable uh, yeah. they're Crazy. not cows they're not no. milk cows no right they're not horses they're no. not like the pony at the little suburban you know pumpkin patch yes. you know with those right. ponies that go around in a circle <laughs> yes so all this, they do is bite your kids. <laughs> there was a guy this summer who got fined for herding a bison oh, off the right. road. In fact, he yeah. had like strange behavior, and they yeah. found out later. I think he was under the influence of either drugs or drinking, and he got fined. Um, and I think that's he got right. banned. I think maybe even. I from think the so. Park. So, and you and I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but you know, as we were hiking back from uh, from uh, from a day fishing on the Yellowstone River. We were about two miles back uh, away from the trailhead. We were tired, had our head down, and we were watching, walking in a patch of, of sagebrush and along a game trail. Yeah, and right along some timber. Yeah, And along some timber to the left. And on the right is the river. So there's just not a lot of places to go. We looked up, and there was this big furry animal in the middle of the trail. And we, we thought grizzly at we first. We first thought like, it was oh, a grizzly. Reaching grizzly. for the canister. I did. My bear spray. Yeah, yeah I did yeah. too. And But you were ahead of me, so I thought you'd take care of the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think I'm a little faster runner than you are. I was a sprinter in high school. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but anyway, mm. so long story, it ended up being a bison, yeah, right? Yeah, big so bull Big bison, old bull, right? right? And we yep. kind of did a radius around it, so we yep. were 40 Still yards. Still stood up, didn't Stood it? up, yeah. took around, looked at us, and then just kind of switched yeah. its tail and headed in the opposite direction. That's right. So. All right, here's number eight. Don't fall or jump into a geyser or a hot pool. Oh, my gosh. Ah, uh, So years ago, there was a 24-year-old California man who dove headfirst into Celestine Pool near... Uh, the fountain paint pot to try to save his great dane his dog had jumped in 
And there were a couple of bystanders who warned him not to do it, but he dove into the water. Uh, later, they, they measured, not measured, what's the word for it? They, well, maybe measured is, but it was 202 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, when he got out, his skin began peeling off, his eyes turned white, and I mean, it's a sad story. When another man tried to remove one of the guy's shoes, the skin came off with it, and, and he ended up with third-degree burns over 100% of his oh body. Oh, my gosh. And he died the next day in a Salt Lake City hospital. So, oh, what? Be, be care- yeah, be careful of those geysers. And he's not the only one. There's other stories. I've heard stories of, like that. Yeah, of, of people that that's happened to. And, yeah, not every geyser is as hot, but you just never know. And, and sometimes the, the surface around those uh, things can be uh, brittle. Yeah, stay on the... You know, stay on the boardwalks. And I always think with kids, too, it's so important to keep them in check. We had uh, this summer we were in the park one day when we were out in Montana, one day with our uh, daughter, son-in-law, and their, their four grandkids, and they did great. But, man, we kept an eye on those kids because, you know, they, they like to explore, and they, they don't understand the danger, but you really have to uh, be careful about those geysers. Man. Yeah, I to me, this is this is a big one with small kids. Yes, and, it really is. In fact, there's probably some things that you shouldn't even take your kids on, like some of these walks oh, at certain ages. I know it. In fact, well, this is a corollary to that, but this summer there was, remember that guy who went to Old Faithful and took off from the um, from the scenic area, from the area where the tourists were and walked right up to to Old Faithful oh. and actually started to yeah. peeing into yeah. mm-hmm. Old Faithful and they have it all on video. <laughs> Another like guy under the under yeah. some sort of a influence. substance. Yes. Yeah. The so anyway, Man. yeah, don't don't uh, don't do that. That's right. So another one is do not stand on or run near dangerous drop offs. That's right. And so just recently uh, we saw this near Tower Fall, so as we oh, were yeah. coming out um, after a day of fly fishing and just pulling onto the highway, we saw there was a, and it was an elderly man and woman, and I'm telling you, one of them may have had a cane, yeah. and they were bent over and standing on top of a retaining wall. And they were wall. standing. They I don't even know there. how they got yeah. up, and they were helping each other stand on yeah. top of the retaining mm-hmm. wall. I'm thinking. That's not really no, a it, good thing to do. It's a sheer drop Sheer off drop right off. There. In fact, a couple years ago, it was like we were pulling out again, and it it had happened just like an hour or so earlier. Somebody oh, had right. fallen down Tower mm-hmm. Fall, yeah. da- one of those uh, areas there, and had died. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my gosh, it's oh. there's just a thousand ways to die. Well, um, there, there are in Yellowstone National Park. I was. Uh, near the lower falls in the the grand canyon this summer again with uh family and man we you know we had the kids hands probably squeezed them harder than necessary but while we're standing there a couple kids came running right down to the brink at a place where there was not a that there was no guardrail or fence or anything and, and thankfully some adults put their arms out to stop them but i thought I can't. I honestly, I can't believe there's not more injuries and yeah, deaths yeah. when you think of how many people are in the park and, and and how many things you see like that in a day. And again, we're our purpose of our podcast is not to mock people. No, I mean, no, we, no. we've done dumb things too, but uh, honestly, I, we're, we're concerned about safety. We just are. So, what's our final one, Steve? 
Well, number 10 is do not go into the back country without letting someone else know. Yeah, Again, that sure. seems really obvious, but uh, we need to tell, you know, tell them where you are going and when you plan to return. I mean, that's, uh, that's just the safest uh, way to, uh, you know, if you get into a tough situation, um, you know, somebody can come looking for you. I mean, where, where, we, where we hike uh, below Tower Fall up the Yellowstone to fly fish, you know, if, if people didn't know where we were, it would be days before anybody yeah. found us, maybe longer than that. I mean, we, we go up where the trail has ended, and I, I just can't imagine that many people have any reason to, to go up there. It's, it's pretty hard to get up there anyway. You'd have to be a fly fisher to want to do it, and even then, uh, we just see very few signs that people are up that far. Well, so, just rem- yeah. just recently, remember there was that guy who was on a – he had gone to Billings for a business trip. Decided to take a day up to Yellowstone, yeah, and he yeah. had and he decided to hike up a ways up up the Yellowstone. So he wasn't that far, maybe a mile mm-hmm, up. That's right. at the bottom, but I thought he wasn't dressed for it. No, uh-uh. I, and and if something had happened, which I mean, there are bear there, there yep. are bison mm-hmm. there. There's huh. just a lot We've of ways. We've seen wolves across the river, right? Right, right there, spot. actually, yep. at that spot where we actually where he stopped to turn back to go back and. Man, you do need to tell someone where you're at, and it's so simple. But you know, if the helicopters need to come, they need to know where to go. Yeah. So. Yeah, they really do. Hey, I'm going to add a bonus uh, item here, Dave. Number eleven is don't go to Yellowstone National Park without reading the book "Death in Yellowstone." It's by Lee H. Whittlesey. Uh, I I had the first edition, and then the second edition came out. Uh, in 2014 but uh, he tells the stories of of just about every death that's ever happened in the park and you know we've talked about some of the ways you can die but there's also i mean people have been killed by eating poisonous plants breathing poisonous gas uh, being struck by lightning that's another one to really be careful of Uh, freezing in the winter getting buried in avalanches or cave-ins uh, getting struck by falling rocks and falling trees and, and even drowning. Well, for fly fishers, for sure. Oh, yeah, it is. So, I mean, read that book. It may seem like kind of a downer. You may not want to read it at night. But but honestly, <laughs> it, it will, you know, it, it, it does put a little bit of fear in you. And that's a good thing because if, if you are cautious and, and a little bit afraid, uh, you won't do some of the silly things that you see other people doing. This whole episode has been a downer. Yeah, I know. That's right. Macabre. Yeah, we've had a few laughs here or there, but uh, but hey, even after all that, Yellowstone's a great place to visit. Yeah, sure we, is. we love Fantastic. it. Great place for families, but uh, stay safe. Yeah. So if you take serious this list of ten things not to do, you'll have a much safer and much more enjoyable visit uh, to the park. Absolutely. Well, it's time for great stuff from our listeners. This is from JD. He said, one of the things that I didn't hear you mention in the How to Plan a Memorable Fly Fishing Trip episode was shipping your gear ahead. For years, I have shipped a box ahead to my destination, allowing appropriate time for distance, and have never had any issues. I can track the package as it travels ahead of me, and I have always found it waiting upon my arrival. I have a return tag printed and place it in the box prior to shipping. I arrange acceptance with the office or concierge of the first place I plan to stay. 
I have even sent gear addressed to me at general delivery to post offices in the more remote areas, but that's more of a crapshoot because there's no tracking. I then board the plane with nothing but a carry-on. I'm currently tracking my returning box from a recent trip to Big Sky, having fished the Gallatin for a week. It cost me $35 each way to ship my gear, but it would have cost me $50 to check the same stuff onto my plane. A great podcast. Keep up the great work. That's a really practical yeah, you know, addition. I can't is. believe we didn't talk about that. No, I've actually thought about that before. I guess, I guess the thing that has maybe kept me from doing it is... Uh, well, for one thing, I mean, flying United last time, I, I think I think my checked bag, and I only I just carry one big duffel. I get all my fly fishing stuff in it. I think it only uh, was twenty five bucks. Maybe it would be thirty five at the most. Depends yeah. what airline you fly. Well, I think with I, with two bags, it was sixty for me. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I put two under, and it was sixty bucks. And and usually, if if I worry a little bit more if we don't have a direct flight, you know that that's the that's the risk you take is maybe your luggage wouldn't make it there. Well, then then that would what be do a you huge do? Bummer. Then you're up a crick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to use a uh, an analogy or a metaphor that speaks to fly yeah. fishers, up a crick. Yeah, that's right. Uh, up not a crick. creek. No, a crick. Montana, it's a crick. It's a crick. But that is that is a good idea. I mean. <laughs> What that would mean, though, Dave, is we'd actually have to uh, get our stuff ready a week before our trip, which is always <laughs> a challenge, isn't it? Well, I tell you what, it, every time we go and we're in the Bozeman Airport, what do they call it now? They don't call it Gallatin oh, Field. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Bozeman Yellowstone. Something, something. It used something, to be Gallatin yeah. Field Whatever. for years. Yeah. But as soon as we get off and you're waiting for your luggage, you're thinking, man, I sure hope those bags yes. made it. It's a great <laughs> sight when you see them. Yeah, like, woohoo! Uh, I know. Well, that's going to do it for today. Hey, what would you add to our list of 10 things not to do in Yellowstone National Park? You can let us know by commenting on this podcast link at twoguysinariver.com. For your own sake and for the sake of Yellowstone National Park, what are some things you definitely do not want to do when you're in the park? Thank you so much for referring our podcast. I mentioned this time and time again, but we just saw a nice little spike again in the number of subscribers, and it doesn't come from our genius marketing. No, um, not it comes at all. from the fact that you are referring the podcast, and you're doing it to your t- TU chapter, Fly Fishing Club, your friends, colleagues. That's how we have grown. Yes. And I just thank you for your referrals. We love your referrals and continue to refer the podcast. Also, keep sending us ideas for podcast episodes. Um, we take them seriously, and they often get integrated in one way or another. And one thing, if you haven't yet purchased our book, I think you know about this by now, but we have this book, The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists, Life is Short, Catch More Fish. It's on Amazon or at Amazon. Get the book, and uh, actually Christmas is coming in a few months. <laughs> That's right. Maybe you should buy 100 and then think of those. There you go. Better be gifts. on the safe side. You better be on the safe That's side. Right. right. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing and Yellowstone National Park. 